Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their life and creative endeavours and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, but also getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. You can find the link to our playlist in the show notes. Welcome to episode 50. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today is Godlands. The Australian DJ and producer is releasing her new EP today, entitled Thank You For Raging. In today's episode, we're talking about touring with Steve Aoki, producing for other artists, and her love of hip-hop. Here we go. Our guest today is a DJ, songwriter, and producer from Adelaide, Australia. She released the single My Weakness, featuring Brux, earlier this year and is now releasing her EP, entitled Thank You For Raging. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Godlands. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Look, uh, I think I just located my knee on the weekend, so I guess I'm okay. Panadine helps. (laughs) Panadine really helps. (laughs) I'm glad to hear the Panadol was working. Was it... uh, Sporting related, recreation related, what are we? Yes, it was sporting related. So um, I've decided to get back into football after the pandemic. I thought, okay, I'll, um, you know, do that again just to get fit again. And, yeah, much like my brothers, I've injured my knee. It was very painful. I do not recommend. (laughs) Is it a case of, you know how sometimes when you haven't exercised or played sport for a while and you try to go back that it's... Yeah, it's also the case of not knowing your age and your body's age. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> Just accept that you're getting old and you're not quite as nimble as you used to be. So. <laughs> I will continually accept that and then yeah. forget it, try and do it again, yeah. and then it, yeah. Never, never I tend works. to I tend to forget when I'm um, drinking at the club in the next day. The next day, <laughs> you, you definitely get reminded of your age. A hundred percent. I feel like the hangovers get worse after a certain time period. Oh yeah, twenty five. It all goes downhill. Oh, I, I'll, yes, I'll, I'm a little bit older than that, but yes, I will agree with that as well. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, almost kind of in line with what we're talking about. The EP, thank you for raging is out now. Congratulations. How long has the EP kind of been in the works? Thank you. It's actually been, I would say over a year and a half for sure. Um, obviously when the pandemic hit, it sort of resetted everything. Obviously it resetted the whole world, but in terms of my, um, work life, 
I obviously didn't have anything to do. And, um, but it gave me a really great opportunity to hone down on my skills. And um, that's exactly what I did all last year. And it sort of comes through in this EP, the um, quality of music has definitely um, increased because of that. And so that's probably one thing I'm very grateful for. It gave me enough time to give to back to my music because before that it was a lot of touring and like working and all that sort of stuff. And it never gave me a chance to sort of sit down and really, um, yeah, hone in on those skills. Did you find um, some producers and some DJs that we've spoken to uh, like they taught themselves new skills, some downloaded Logic for the first time. Was it that mm-hmm. kind of thing where you're like, I've got this time, might as well learn um, how Ableton works in this regard or whatever it may be? Totally, totally. I remember, so I was coming off the back of um, a tour in America with Steve Aoki and I was like trying to get home and as I was um, quarantining out the back, we've got like a shed thing out the back, and <laughs> my brother made me stay there for a week, two weeks. Um, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to start learning new things. And like, like wanted to learn how to 3d sculpt. Cause there's this, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So there's this like app, um, you can use like blender and it's free and it's amazing for a free, you know, um, app. And yeah, just decided to try and learn how to 3D model, like especially like my logos and stuff. I'm like, if I could cut down costs with designers, um, especially for the next year, um, it will save me a bit of money. But I'm definitely not as good. (laughs) I'll probably just pay a designer, to be honest. (laughs) I was going to ask what the uh, the finished result was like or whether we've Mm. seen or will see any of them. Um, actually I do use one of the designs in my, um, visuals. You could probably spot it from a mile away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, that's, that's the one she did. Um, yeah, no, but I have used it. I pro- it's, it's one of those things where I, I probably, I stick to it for like a week and then I'm on to the next thing. <laughs> it's probably an issue I have to sort out. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's along with music, man. Like I'm, I'm the same. I'm like, I'll be really into an idea for like a day. And then I'm like, nah, next. If it's not flowing properly, I have to sort of keep going. I was going nuts. How, how much time would you usually give to an idea, if you will? Like if you sit down mm. and you've got this thought or, or even like you've got like a, a foundation for something, how long will you give it before you're like, nah, scrapped? I am, um, it's sort of depends like I will really smash an idea like I will to I will smash it to the point where it's not even the original idea (laughs) um and then I'll sort of like take a step back and listen to it and be like that is absolute shit that is so tears like (laughs) um or it'll be it, it, I'll do it for an afternoon and it won't really work and they'll be all right next. So, um, yeah, it really is dependent on how I feel that day. I could spend like a week on an idea and it just not really come to fruition how I would want it to be or it will become 20 different other ideas. You just never know. <laughs> One of the tracks on the EP, Out My Face, I believe that that has maybe like a similar story or a backstory, if you will, is that it started out as a hip hop track and then mm. kind of morphed into a, 
into a trap song. How how did that happen, or what was the? Tell us about the journey of that song. The journey, <laughs> the long-winded journey. Um, yeah, I, so that's yeah, that did start off as a hip hop beat, and. Yeah, I sort of just wanted to in keep with the whole Godlands thing of keeping it so it was like festival friendly or show friendly and not just flat, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I can make a hip hop track, of course, but um, I just wanted to explore it as a more as a trap banger, I suppose. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I messed around with a lot of um, ideas, whether I wanted to go heavier because I have done a lot of heavier stuff. And I thought, I thought it, it was such a light track that I wanted to keep it pretty, like, held back um, and stripped down. And, yeah, it just came up with a more of a housey sort of sound to it. Um with the lead and yeah I yeah I just wanted to keep it light I didn't want to go heavy I didn't want to go dubstepy or anything like that because it's quite easy to go that route and I wanted to keep it pretty um yeah and radio friendly I think is probably I think my manager's like come on keep it radio friendly (laughs) because (laughs) the harder you go the harder it is to get on radio I'm telling you that right now so yeah (laughs) I can, uh, yeah, no, very, very fair. Um, when you are, I guess when you do have some things that might not be as radio friendly, if you will, have you thought about producing for others and like kind of like selling them off in a way? Yeah, that's definitely crossed my mind. Um, I just don't really know how to go about it. Like how do you do do you go say, hey, do you need a track or something like that? Um, yeah, I don't really know. I, I I think I just keep them on the back burner. I just have like thousands of projects that are just like, well, that doesn't really suit my my um, brand, but it's a cool track. Um, so whether it might be a collaborative thing or I do sell it off, there's like so many of those. <laughs> like there's yeah. a lot of hip-hop beats that are just like I want to work with someone, whether I don't release it under Godlands, I would love to just like give it off to someone, either seller or have a, like a bit of, um, my, what's it called? Like a bit of profit with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's just a matter of getting the feelers out there and seeing how to go about it. So anyone, if anyone wants beats, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> we, we'll send this to as many uh, like hip hop yes. artists that we can and see what, see awesome. what it comes back with. <laughs> Um, speaking of collaborations, you do have Brux on the EP or, um, some might remember, uh, her as Elizabeth Rose or Liz. Yes. Um, how did this collaboration come about on, uh, My Weakness? Um, basically I was just trolling through Australian, um, artists and just finding voices that I really liked and that could be quite powerful for the next track. Cause this track is very honest in itself, a very strong instrumental. And with that comes, um, you do need a very strong vo- vocal to level it out. And so I was just trolling through, there was a lot of people I was like, Oh yeah, they could be, they could be, they could be good. And then I came across Brooks. And she's always been on the back of my mind because I've always, I've heard her, no, no, it's Elizabeth Rose and stuff. And yeah, I sort of just hit her up over Instagram and I was like, hey, I've got this track. What do you think? Like, would you like to throw down some vocals on it? She's like, yeah, totally. And she came up with some of her 
her version of it. Um, but I had also sort of sent it out to top liners to write on and Kite String Tangle um, hit me back with a, a sick top line and he wasn't available to do actually sing it. So I asked if Brooks could do it and she did it and killed it and I was pretty happy with it. Nice. It, um, it is a fantastic track. Mm, thank you. I also feel... Uh, almost tying it back, that approach could be taken with some hip hop artists as well. If you slide into the DMs, say you've got the album, but we'll we'll leave that with you. We'll leave that for. Okay. So funny you say that because I sort of (laughs) went out on a whim and I sent this beat to Action Bronson because I just thought, oh, he'd be so good on it. And I'm yet to hear back. So Action, come on. right back to me. Uh, that was a bit of a stretch. I was like, oh, I don't know. He's got millions of followers. I don't know if he'd even see it, but he's to hoping, guys. No, it hasn't. No. Oh, come on, action. I'm hoping, like, with, like, he, he, he would open it just because, you know, the blue tick sort of helps in those senses. Like, yeah. if you have a blue tick, it sort of helps with your chances of them seeing it. So, I don't know. Definitely. Is this a good... I said, I made the perfect beat for you. That's that's fantastic. A blue tick and a simple sentence. Simple. I, is- I didn't want to make it long-winded. I want to make it punchy, straight to the point. But also I didn't want to, like, try so hard. Because you know how when you try so hard to be funny or something like that, I don't know how yeah. we would, yeah. You have to, it's yeah. a very fine line. Very it's a fine line for trying too hard <laughs> and just, yeah. <laughs> you mentioned earlier that uh, you were on tour in the US. Uh, obviously, 2020 was a bit of a write-off for everyone. It wasn't a great year. But um, imagine for you it was a little bit more upsetting in terms of being on tour in the US with Steve Aoki for, I have to quickly, uh, the Neon Future, the Colour of Noise tour, which from mm-hmm. what I saw looked massive. Huge. It was, uh, yeah, it was definitely devastating. It was my first, first, um, yeah, as you said, tour in um, the US. It was on a bus, never toured on a bus, Um, (laughs) with bunk beds and stuff. It was kind of cool. Um, Yeah, and just the production, like being on tour with an artist that big and seeing how they work and the production value, and the team behind it was amazing. It's surreal. Like it was definitely a moment for me being like, oh, I just want, I want to be able to get to this moment um, in my career. Um, just the amazing team that it like works tirelessly and like putting all these sets together and these lighting rigs together and these massive trucks. Like it was just like a huge thing. I've never, never ever done it before. And yeah, it was definitely devastating. Um, just the impact obviously that the pandemic had on everyone, but it was very dicey. We were sort of doing shows and, it came to a point where all the other tours around us were cancelling and we were sort of like sitting on it being like, oh, what do we do? Do we keep going? But we were doing like 2,000 cap venues inside, sweat everywhere. Yes. And I'm thinking uh, we need to be more cautious here because (laughs) we don't know what the hell this thing is. Um, Yeah, and it was And so I got like 
kind of drunk one night and the next day <laughs> we cancelled the whole thing and I was like thinking am I having a panic attack am I hungover have, do I have coronavirus because oh, no. I, w- I was not <laughs> sure I was seeing stars I was like lightheaded I was like, oh, I don't have the cough, but I was not feeling good. And, of course, I was going into overdrive. I was stressing out and trying to buy a ticket back to Australia. And, oh, my God, it was so scary. It was so scary. Um, but, yeah, devastating. Hopefully we can get back to it. But trying to get out of Australia these days is, like, really hard. You need to go for at least three months, like, um, and I just don't think I can afford that, <laughs> unfortunately. But yeah, we were talking with someone the other day. Do you think that um, obviously when borders do open up and there is a little bit more money behind artists so that they can travel, do you think mm. that it is um, benefit? Like I know that um, Brooks has recently relocated to the states. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think it is a thing where? to be able to get to that level you were referring to that you do kind of have to get out of Australia, that there's only so far you can go within Australia. Definitely. I think um, just in the, the um, genre I'm in, it's just, it's not as prevalent here as it is in the States. Like the States is huge, huge base scene over there. Um yeah, and it's just you can sort of get to a point and I just feel like, yeah, you do need to spread your wings, especially just with what I'm doing, um, unless I do go a more commercial route, which is like I can go that a little bit, but I probably couldn't really. It's it's like the chain smokers. I sort of keep this in my head. The chain smokers are like super commercial, but their shows are very not commercial. <laughs> they do like full on trap dubstep shows. And I'm like, Oh, I could be like that, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm just, I, I just have that in me just to have harder music. Yeah. Yeah. That's very fair. I think that mm-hmm. sometimes with no disrespect to the chain smokers, um, <laughs> it is like, if you can have a method that's like one for them, one for me, yeah. that kind of works, but it yeah. is like it's different for every artist. Mm, for sure. When you are on tour or when you were touring, what was some of the things that you really enjoyed? Like what are the best things about being on tour? What do you look forward to getting back to? Um, in terms of like internationally, obviously seeing the other, like seeing places you've ever been to of course. Um, in terms of nationally, just being able to reconnect again with people. I think my, sh- my shows especially, the energy and just the mischief that we all get up to, just like it's just so much fun. And, um, yeah, it's definitely just the shows in general. I just love performing and um, seeing new people and seeing like fans that I haven't seen in ages and stuff like that that come to every bloody show is just like incredible so yeah the shows in general is the best part i have seen the um a number of uh godlands fans on social media who are they do seem very loyal you do seem to have a very um uh what's the i'm gonna say loyal is the best word to apply to it (laughs) uh fan base um there's also the thank you for raging tour which is kicking off at the end of June, what can fans expect with those shows? Uh, 
just absolute chaos. <laughs> we love chaotic energy. <laughs> yeah, just super high energy. I mean, just like every other show that I do, I, I never um, – I don't go half ass. I always want to put a great show on and have amazing artists with me as well on the shows. I don't know if we're announcing – when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The people with coming with me? I don't know. <gasps> this is coming know. out the day of the EP, so it might be. Really- might be. Maybe. Well, depending on if we have. The people that I bring on tour or the people that I have on my shows are always the best and high energy, always high energy. If you guys just want to, it's definitely for people that really want to like maybe are sad or angry or just need to let go and just party. Now, these are the shows that you, that you can do that. And it's kind of like no holds barred. Like I might do some sort of things that security guards don't really like me doing. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what's good about it. Like, fuck it. Who cares? That's where the fun is. Um, exactly. 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 It's, it's pouring a, a outrageous amount of vodka into random people's mouths, you know, on stage. <laughs> this is what we need in a live show. Like exactly. I, I'm just not one of those DJs that sort of has their heads down. Like I'm always just amongst it and wanting to like jump into the crowd and stuff like that. So definitely high energy and a great time. That's very, very exciting. Um, <laughs> I'm very curious to know because the Adelaide music scene isn't, it, it is a lot better these days. We are based in Adelaide. Mm. Um, it, 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 <laughs> in the last five to 10 years has become, um, quite, uh, I guess, I feel like the Adelaide music scene within the last five to 10 years has grown and both in terms of acts and the support behind acts, music essay, whatever it may be, um, has, has come up. But initially, where did you get your start into coming into music and producing and DJing? So... I started, well, the idea of becoming a DJ started when I was in maths class <laughs> in high school, <laughs> not doing maths, clearly. Um, and my friend showed me a video of the bloody beetroots, Cornelius. There's a video. And the Cornelius video was actually filmed at the current club that I work at, Electric Circus. 
And so I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. Um, I definitely want to be a DJ. And um, so I was working at a bakery and I sort of built up the money to get the gear because the gear is very expensive. Um, (laughs) And also help from my brother. Thanks, brother. Um, Yeah, so I just built it up there and I started just doing house parties. I did like five-hour house parties for just 100 bucks. Like, idiot. Like, (laughs) yeah, literally like the parents, when I say, yeah, just $100, they're like, really? Okay, yeah, fuck it. Yep, here you go. Um, they were stoked by it. Um, yeah, so I it got to a point where I sort of came up in the scene. I was one of only a couple female DJs in Adelaide, so we got gigs quite easily um, because venues wanted female DJs. And that was probably like the one good thing about being a female <laughs> DJ <laughs> was that venues sort of looked at you more. Um yeah, so it got to a point with me where I was like, I want to sort of do this more and you can only get so far really. I want I wanted to like tour. I wanted to, you know, do all that and I wanted to be famous. <laughs> and um it got to a point where I was just like, all right, I need to start producing music because I don't think I'm going to get far with just DJing. Like I wanted to do more. I wanted to, you know, create. And so I started at SAE, SAE Institute um, of Music, and I did a short course. And I had always like messed around with like cracked versions of like Fruity Loops or like cracked versions of Logic. <laughs> <laughs> We've all done it, guys. Come on. Um, <laughs> Fruity Loops has definitely um, bankrupted definitely a few computers. Definitely been cracked. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I just didn't really like the layout, the door of Fruity Loops. I didn't really like the – there wasn't much control for me. I didn't really understand it. But, like, then I got a cracked version of Ableton. Sorry, Ableton. <laughs> and um, and then I bought it, so don't come for me. Ableton, yeah, I bought fixed. it. Fixed. All good. Fixed. Um, yeah, so I started – messing around with that. I, I connected way more with Ableton and then, yeah, years after that, just kept u- using it, did a bit of garage band. You know, we all did that when we were younger. Like, um, and, yeah, just, like, sort of progressed from there and then my friend wanted to manage me and then he managed me for 10 years and got me into the scene and got me with um, Triple J and I posted my songs from Triple J on Earth. If you are... An upcoming producer, musician, whatever, definitely uploads Triple J. Unearthed. Do it. Because you can get your big breaks through there. I'm telling you. So, it yeah. has been, yeah. That's, mm. um, that's qu- quite a... It's, it's quite a journey that you've taken from literally $100 for a five-hour house party to I imagine that's... Um, that won't even get you in the door. Uh, no. Look at anyone in the door. I mean, come on. Yeah, uh, yeah they, they copped a good deal. I imagine that there's some people now that are in talking about like the folklore of like, remember that times Godlands played our house party? That was, <laughs> yeah. It was actually Tink at that time. So I used to go under Tink. So if I, if they got, if they copped a Tink set, then that they're really they're really going back. They they're really copping that. that they're folklore. the OGs. Yeah, they're yeah. the OGs. <laughs> um, Godlands, would you be happy to talk about the playlist that you sent through? Of course, let's do it. Mm-hmm. 
uh, the playlist that you have sent through. It is quite eclectic. There's quite a bit of hip hop on there, as we've um, mm. as we've discussed. There's some Kanye. There's some Ice Cube, uh, Travis Scott. Where did the initial love for hip hop come from? I feel like Adelaide has a little bit of a hip hop scene, and like everyone mm-hmm. knows Hilltop Hoods, but this is not Hilltop Hoods. Um, where did your love? Um, no, no disrespect to the Hilltop. No disrespect. No disrespect. Um, no disrespect. Um, where did your love from hip hop come from? I have no idea. I, I, I like my like growing up. I, it was a lot of like soft rock, um, electric light orchestra, a bit of. Uh, like pop, Backstreet Boys. Hip-hop came in when it must be when I was like, okay, I was a humongous fan of Chris Brown. I know, hard to say. Before <laughs> before that, okay, I was a yeah. huge fan. I'm telling you, like, I saved his images on my desktop. So, like I had a folder just for Chris Brown. Like I was <laughs> so embarrassing. Um <laughs> And, like, I waited for him and Rihanna to come. Like, I, I stayed up to 4 a.m. at the entertainment centre to get first in line to see him. Like, that sort of fan behaviour. Embarrassing. That's dedication. Anyway, that is dedication. Um, so, yeah, I, it started, like, I, I don't know when it started, but it was definitely prevalent through, like, middle school, heaps like hip hop and it like hadn't really stopped and it definitely comes through in my music like bass and trap obviously comes from hip hop um it's just a bit a harder form I suppose of it um but there's definitely nuances of it sprinkled in my music and yeah Kanye I've been a huge Kanye fan since graduation since um last registration actually I've been a huge fan and it's hard to keep defending these people. <laughs> you can't, you can't keep defending them. I always choose the, the, the bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> Kanye. The bad boys. I feel that it's not as um notorious as notorious, notorious as Chris mm-hmm. Brown, but he has had his own mm. set of issues. And yeah, I mean, look, mental health, huge like you can't but yeah. there's just some things he's obviously done but anyway and Travis Scott Travis Scott was a late runner and I've just ever since um drugs you should try it yeah I saw it on tumblr and same with uh, ASAP Rocky I discovered him on tumblr I was a huge sub tumblr girl um and yeah I was I discovered ASAP Rocky off Tumblr that's where he got his big break and then that was the same as um Travis Scott I heard one of his songs on um, Tumblr and since then I was like massive fans so yeah that's it that's very fair Mm. Uh, as you mentioned before, a little, a little bit of electric light orchestra, Mr. Mm. Blue Sky also made it onto the playlist, yes. a bit of soft rock. Um, yes. Would that have come from your parents' mu- music taste? Are your parents musical? Yeah, definitely dad. Dad cranked that um, on the weekends back in the 90s. So, yeah, it's just a more nostalgic song for me. Every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, it just brings me back to those times growing up. Um, 
Yeah, I think if I was to get married, not that I believe in the patriarchy and all of but if I was to get married, uh, uh, yeah, that would definitely be at my my wedding, that song, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, just has, like, more nostalgia meaning for me than anything. Yeah, that's very fair. That's, and um, the Beach Boys, the Beach Boys was definitely another band we used to listen to a lot. I feel like some of those early bands, whichever they are, like when you're a kid, like their formative memories are just kind of stick with you. To, um, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, one that might not be a formative memory is uh, Little Nas X, Montero, Call Me By Your Name, which you've included. And it might be. Look, I don't know. It might. I don't know what memories are associated with it. Um, first what, thing, you don't remember you... like going down on a stripper pole, um, going down to Satan and giving him a damp- lap dance? Back, no? back in the early Let's 90s, that is what I was doing, yes. Yeah. <laughs> We've all done that, okay. We've all done it. We've all done it, guys. Come on. Uh, firstly, did you see Saturday Night Live on the weekend? Did you see his performance? Okay, I saw the snippets and apparently his mm-hmm. pants split. Hilarious. Um, and then sometimes I think, is it like that Justin Timberlake, Janet Jackson moment? Was this planned? But I don't know. I think his shock was like, those pants were pretty freaking tight. So <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it's just a bit of a blowout there. But, um, yeah, he's amazing. Incredible queen. Love him. The um the clip from SNL looks like it's genuine shock. Mm. Like I, I won't get it up, but it, the look on yeah. his face is like, fuck. Yeah, he's like I've shit. Done this yeah. <laughs> My dick and balls is about to fall out, and I can't imagine he'd be wearing much under it because you can't have too many layers under those pants. I'm telling you that right now. He's probably like, I'm about to flash all of America. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, I was going to ask what the song. Uh, like, why do you like the song? <laughs> Deviating away from Little Nas's genitals, what does the song mean to you? <laughs> um, well, it's a big fuck you to the um, homophobes, isn't it? Love that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah it's a cu- you just never see stuff like this, and this is this is why he's so such a pivotal. Um, artists these days and especially for the younger generation he's someone you should definitely look up to because he's breaking boundaries and he's I mean I know it's been happening you know boy George and all that sort of stuff and and Prince and like it's not like it hasn't been done but especially in times like this where you know hatred and all that stuff is so prevalent on the internet these days when a, an artist like Lil Nas, especially when, you know, the Southerners are looking up to him with Old Town Road, <laughs> yeah. to then be smacked in the face with um, him coming down on a stripper pole or with knee-high knee boots, it's just so iconic. <laughs> I just, <laughs> it's it's amazing. And it's definitely what, um, you know, kids these days need to be okay with who they are and he lets them be okay. And Definitely. and he does that with amazing visuals and he should only ever be celebrated, so we love him. <laughs> I think uh, just to speak to what you were saying, that th- while it has been done before, like Boy George Prince, as you mentioned, yeah. there is, um, I think that, uh, not to say there hasn't been anyone in the 2010s, but you do need someone new for each generation and I think mm. that he is that person for this generation. 
Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Godlands, thank you very much for coming on the podcast today. I do appreciate it. My absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. And that's our show. A massive thank you to Godlands for her time. Thank You For Raging is out now, and we've left links in the show notes if you'd like to attend the Thank You For Raging tour or stream the EP. We also want to give a huge shout out to Katie at Positive Feedback for helping out with today's interview. You can find a link to our Spotify playlist in the show notes, where you'll be able to listen to all of Godland's picks. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Thursday and Friday morning with guest playlists streaming on Spotify at the same time. You can follow the playlist profile on Spotify. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Until next week, cheers. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.